Last of Us. I have on it. I have not yet, but I'm about to start tonight as of this recording. So, well, be good. I've watched up to uh, uh the, the 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 flashbacks. Got it. Nailed it. Found it there. But you know what I've seen a lot of Pedro what? Pascal thirst TikToks. Yeah. It seems that we're in an era of Pedro Pascal has to protect a, a special child is the primary form of entertainment for America. Good. And Finally. I, yeah, no, I'm here for it. Pedro Finally? Pascal is daddy. <laughs> well. like the, this is something we saw once before and been waiting. It's been written We've... in the text of the before time. <laughs> in the ancient scrolls, it said that a man with the best mustache I've seen in my life would come and protect a child. <laughs> A little child. <laughs> a wee babino. <laughs> a wee babble. They shall be protected. But I have protect like, the wee babble. I am funny to be like, this is such an odd niche that Pedro Pascal has now like locked in. <laughs> he does <laughs> it well. That's job security, baby. Oh, no, he does it well. And, you know, being typecast is being cast. But it is like a... Such a, a specific. Are we <laughs> are we watching Pedro action, Pascal you know? turn into a character actor before our eyes? No, he's still too big to be a uh, character actors. True. Also, generally known as just really good actors. <laughs> yeah, character actors. We got We the only way I can tell if Pedro Pascal is a good actor is if he says, "I don't do method acting." Then I can believe he's a good actor. <laughs> but if he says I method act, I'll have a whole lot more problems for him. All of a sudden, yeah. Then him and Robert Pattinson can fist fight each other. <laughs> God, I feel like that's please. like half the fun of any Robert Pattinson interview is him just shitting on method acting. <laughs> <laughs> it has become like a mission of his. And like, yeah, someone needs to do it. But As he should. I just remember one time he was just like, yeah, everybody, you never hear about somebody method acting when they're playing like a nice person. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Y'all ever hear this thing? <laughs> Nah, you see, Jared Leto had to send those condoms to his uh, to his uh, co-stars. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> it had to happen. Otherwise, we wouldn't have gotten the landmark performance out of him that we got in Suicide Squad. And he didn't even say the "We live as a, in a society" line in Zack Snyder's Justice League. I no, sat for four hours of that garbage, waiting for that line, but no, no. Nah. I think the closest we've ever gotten to that line. Uh, no, it was in the trailer. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but we had like Joaquin Phoenix in Joker said like when society is mean to me or whatever. Uh, when he delivers. <laughs> when he the, delivered the powerful line, when people are mean to me, I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. It's him. He's society man. It's such a good movie. It's not. I fucking hate Joker. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's not good. Like I would just go watch. There. I would just go watch Taxi Driver if you want to watch Joker. That's the real <laughs> truth. The saddest yeah. truth. But are you excited? Excited for the sequel that has Lady Gaga in it? No. Oh well. Next question. Never mind then. <laughs> um, are you excited for episode twenty-eight of World's Strongest Podcast, Kai? Because I'm your host Zach, and he's my co-host Chase. Yeah. And Thomas. 
Yeah. And that was the smoothest segue you've done. I just want to applaud that. Bringing that thank segue you, thank to you. a screech. You've now ruined the segue by acknowledging it, but I appreciate it nonetheless. <laughs> and we're here to talk about DBZ Kai, episodes 73, 74, and 75. Uh, so just getting right into the summaries. DBZ Kai, episode 73. The Super Namekian powers up. Piccolo versus Android 17. Oh, yeah, he powers up, baby. No, oh, he powers up. Piccolo and 17 square off. And, yeah. And Cell hones in on the resulting spike in Piccolo's key. Bulma, meanwhile, figures out a shutoff switch, making her way toward the fight to shut the androids down. Cell arrives just as Piccolo is losing his strength. Episode 74. Run, Android 17. Piccolo's all or nothing struggle. Cell arrives on the scene intent on absorbing 17 and 18 and achieving his perfect form. But Piccolo steps in to stop him, teaming up with the android to fight the creature. But he proves too strong for Piccolo, who seemingly dies at his hand, all while Goku and Gohan await Vegeta and Trunks to leave the time chamber. Episode 75. Power Unknown. Android 16 breaks his silence. Uh, 16 finally steps in to fight, and he proves to be a match for Cell in his current form. But Cell manages to get around in his... Yeah, get around him and absorb 17, achieving his second form. And in this state, he is far too strong for 16 to handle, critically injuring him. But Tien steps in, blasting Cell to slow him down. Whew! So let's My get into boy. it. My <laughs> I, boy! I, I loved 73 just opening with Dr. Briefs being just a doting grandfather to Trunks. <laughs> mm-hmm. As Trunks is in his little cradle that looks like Icarus, kind of. Yeah. Although I'm always, like... I don't know if I've commented on it yet on podcasts, but I'm always just, like, looking at the little hat that Trunks... Like, Baby Trunks wears, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's going on with this? Why is Bill Baby Trunks just wearing, like, devil horns? He's a really Uh, cool guy. He's sick. (laughs) (laughs) He's a cool guy, and uh, after being beaten by by, uh, Goku way back when, Devil Man started his own clothing line. That's true. (laughs) It's true, Devil Man's gotta have something. Oh god, I was looking up we made jokes on here about Spike the Devil Man potentially just being able to end any arc like really quickly with his evil beam or whatever. Mm-hmm. I recently learned that Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3, I know, mouthful. Devil Spike the Devil Man is a playable character and he has that attack. Beautiful. And they do actually have a mechanic built into the game. So that depending on how evil a character is, that attack does either no damage to them or can one-shot them. (laughs) That's incredible. Making, yeah, depending on who you're facing, Spike the Devil Man is either the most OP pick or (laughs) is a completely (laughs) wasted choice. (laughs) But, like, there's a whole what-if arc in that where he fights, like, Cell and everybody and you can just, like, one-shot them with the evil beam. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time... Yeah, but at the same time, as if you fight, uh, like, Goku, if he's not Super Saiyan, it does no damage to him. If he is Super Saiyan, it actually does some damage. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> Which is interesting. His rage, yeah. his evilness is coming out. <laughs> the big evil stink lines are coming. No, yeah, no. I guess, oh, a piece of Dragon Ball news we didn't discuss. They've announced a new Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi game is coming out. That's true. It's so Let's weird. go, boys. It is very strange to me to think that they're doing that, especially because to me, Xenoverse plays very similarly. And I'm like, let's just make Xenoverse 3. Like, just. Uh, oh, you want to do the same plot again for the third time? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. oh you're going to play Budokai Tenkaichi 4? You're going to do the same plot again for the fourth time? Yeah. I do, mm. because 4 is bigger than 3, Chase. He's, Doesn't make any right. sense. Fuck he's you. Right. Doesn't make any Fuck sense. You. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the same plot, but now my OC Do Not Steal isn't involved. And it's better for it. You know? Me, 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 me. A little bit. Uh, but it is fun to have my OC do not steal there. Anyway, back to the episode. <laughs> uh, we, we After this little, like, opening of Bulma just being like, fuck, I am fucking tired. Which, implicitly, Bulma has not slept in, like, a full day. Oh, I mean, her hair is, like, frazzled and, like, out of sorts. Yeah, she looks, like, disheveled. Um... We cut just straight to Seventeen and Piccolo fighting again, which they make like a rainbow in the middle of this, like, It's fight. rather nice. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting little, like, visual they throw in there. Just painting um, a happy little rainbow. Yeah. And there's some, like, good, you know, back and forth going on here. It's a lot of, we're, we're starting to get into chargy, yelly territory, but we do mm -hmm. get my favorite special move, possibly in the series, but or one of my favorites. Which is Piccolo's Hellzone grenade. He yes. didn't even when say he... it. No, he doesn't. Nobody <laughs> says the name <laughs> of a special attack until... Yeah. yeah. Nobody says the name of a special attack in these episodes until the third one with 16 yeah. doing Hellflash. <laughs> Which, to be fair, Hellflash is also on my list of favorite well, special moves. He just became God, so he can literally send people to hell. Mm -hmm. That is true. true. He's tight with Yemma like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a cool attack where Piccolo, like, he puts his hands by his side and he starts just, like, rapid-firing key blasts, kind of like what they are like, mm -hmm. that's Vegeta's move well, all yeah, the they've time. Been, I mean, he's also been setting it up because he's been trying to do this for the last, like, three minutes of the fight. And yeah. uh, 17's been, like, dodging and then eventually he just kind of switches to not even trying to hit him with it. Yeah, because it's like you see him blasting, so it's like you think it's the same thing happening again. 17 dodges a couple, and then, yeah, he stops. He's just standing still, and the blaster just going around him. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, what are you, what are you doing? Oh, oh yeah, and then he, yeah. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we see that the, all the blasts that Piccolo has thrown are just suspended in midair around 17. Mm -hmm. Like, over a hundred of them just, like, floating in there, which it changes the lighting of the scene in a really cool and interesting way. And mm -hmm. it takes on this sort of, like, orangey-red color uh, as that's what's, like, radiating off of these key balls before Piccolo, like, takes his hands, holds them out at his side, and then brings them together at his chest, which causes all of the balls to fly inward simultaneously. Uh, this is called the Hellzone Grenade in games and later on, but I don't know if Piccolo ever uses this move again. No, never. no. Mm. It's too cool. Yeah, super. Super kind of defaults back to uh, the Makako Sapo or special beam cannon as his like signature technique. Which, to be fair, the Makako Sapo also looks really cool. But I love oh, this I attack. Mean, I, I mean, you got to use the, the special beam cannons definitely for your like bread and butter attack. But you could pull this one out for a special occasion again. Yeah, I would love to see them throw this in somewhere, especially now after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, do it in this one again. I like seeing old things, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, no. I mean, I'm sure there's a chance we'll see this again, uh, given the fact that now we have Orange Piccolo. Um, <laughs> so Piccolo is probably getting ready to 
be part of the main conflict, at least. If not, like, the main character or whatever, but just back in the conflict. Uh, I would not be surprised to see them break out this or the light grenade, which is another move we're going to see later. <laughs> um, neither of these are really that grenade-like. I don't know why they, they call them grenade, probably um, just because it sounds cool. This one's got the most grenade I guess. This one is like if a frag grenade exploded in reverse. <laughs> like, and also turned the grenade... color off on the world. What if, you were, what if a frag grenade yeah. exploded and trapped you inside of it? <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. no! <laughs> It's oh it's it's really fucking cool though and there's a big enough explosion from it that everybody at Kame House is feeling the the fucking mushroom cloud coming off of it as we are you know we we've already hit the point where people's attacks are like blowing up mountains and shit like we had that at the end of Dragon Ball mm-hmm. but at the end of Dragon Ball that was people's like ultimate techniques now we're getting to the point where people's like the just basic well, not basic, but people's, like, special moves are blowing up mountains. Yeah, they're openers. Yeah, which, I mean, we're going to get to the point in, like, Super where people's punches are blowing up mountains. So it's mm-hmm. like, this is the, the progression of the power creep of this show. And to be um, fair to this attack, it did liquefy the island they were on. They literally, I, I fucking love that, like, because Seventeen survives because he puts up a barrier around himself. He's a which, bubble shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the first time we've seen somebody make, like, a shield out of their key. And this is a signature thing for Seventeen going forward. Um, it doesn't really, you know, lock that in until, like, super when Seventeen actually <laughs> comes back around to <laughs> when fighting they, with When everybody. they decided, oh shit, we need to give him a thing. Yeah. I mean, Vegito will make a barrier at one point. But it is, like, Seventeen's thing is barriers. <laughs> um. It's got like a weird, funky, like, like almost lightsaber esque noise to it, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's more like a force field than like a key shield. Yeah, which I think doesn't Piccolo straight up call it a force field? Probably. I think he says something to that effect. Um, but yeah, I love like right after that, like Seventeen dispels the barrier, and he's just like, "Hey, can we get a new island? You kind of blew up this one." <laughs> Piccolo's like, "God damn it! Fine." Uh, very funny and that's when we get the cut to sell who is still in the middle of just like eating people and just literally he's got like one dude in his hand another dude terrified in front of him inside of an office building and sells just like ooh, piccolo is fighting that's probably where my brother and sister are <laughs> and just like fucking flies out leaving <laughs> these two people alive but confused as hell i'm sure because <laughs> he says all this out loud so i imagine him just fucking flying off and they're like Piccolo? And they're like, you talking about the guy who like took over the planet what like eight, nine years ago? <laughs> he's still around? <laughs> I heard he was a good guy now. <laughs> yeah, here he's not a complete asshole. <laughs> there is every now and then a reminder that like nobody on Earth knows what the Z fighters do or who they are. <laughs> I think, like, like, that happened really like two weeks. That happened like two weeks ago, and nobody can remember that far back. True. I mean, Super, uh, we watched Super Superhero, that really nailed in, <laughs> like, oh yeah, like, the general public does not know who the Z-Warriors are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what Mr. Satan is there for, is to get all the credit. <laughs> um, which, yeah, we still haven't gotten Mr. Satan yet, we'll get him in the no. Cell games. <laughs> um, I'll kind of like the Cell scene, I wish it wasn't here, though. Mm-hmm. Because I wish I almost, that, like, just kind of at the end, Cell was just there, and you have to piece it together, like, 
oh fuck, he did light up like a beacon. And that yeah. I think that reveal at the end of the episode would have worked better if we hadn't seen Cell like salivating. <laughs> I I'm either that or if you're gonna keep this scene just for pacing's sake, it might have been better as the cold open for this episode. Like Maybe. that this fight had already started. But yeah, uh there is some something to be said of like we would have gotten it if Cell showed up, like how he'd know. Mm-hmm. Or even, yeah, it could make it even more devastating when he's like Thanks for your energy, Piccolo. Like, whenever he gets here, because it'd be like, oh shit, like, oh, Piccolo I get was it done. A, yeah, Piccolo was in a real lose lose scenario here. True. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way he could have won is if he had been stronger and could have just blown up 17, like, right as the fight started. Yeah. Um, but he could not, because 17 <laughs> is really strong. Turns um, out these guys are real tough. Yeah. Should we get them, uh, everybody lands on a new island, and then 17 does a move here that's like, it's an interesting, we have the stare downs that start all these fights, but this is, mm-hmm. feels different as 17 and Piccolo are standing like, probably 30, 40 feet-ish apart, mm-hmm. looking at each other, and then 17 just kind of floats up into the air lackadaisically floats over to Piccolo, lands in front of him, and they stare each other down for a second longer before 17 just, like, quick punch right to the gut for Piccolo to get this fight started again. Yeah, they have, like, a little Old West quick draw, but it's, like, two feet away and with their fists. Yeah, which this is when we're really getting, like, every punch, like, every single punch is a punch that's hard enough that we see the person's fist in their back. We're getting very uh, cartoony levels of punch here, where it's like their back is stretching out as if the fist is going to actually go through it, like their silly putty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. They will they will move funny. away from this as time goes on into the less exaggerated version of this, which is the punch going really into the stomach really heavily, and the person mm. going like that happens, but less of the cartoon like your punch is going and then like their back is ex- distending outwards. Yeah. Usually we see the actual just punch goes in, and it's just like the person's like, oh, and like that's what we get. That's what I think they'll transition into. But I do, mm-hmm. I do just love that he just goes full on fucking Looney Tunes, <laughs> like oh yeah, punches, body goes and like flies backwards. It's so good. This was definitely Toriyama giving something a try. <laughs> just being this is like, this is Toriyama going. I love doing this. I can't wait to make a little pink guy who can do this all the time. <laughs> it's gonna be sick as hell. Uh, no, I mean, um, Toriyama wears his influences on his sleeves. Like, the idea that smear frames of Looney Tunes moments being somewhat of an influence on Dragon Ball is not unpossible. Unpossible. <laughs> impossible. Also, this might be one of the few moments where we get to see a mouth beam be used by a good person. Yeah, it's Piccolo yeah, shoots yeah. one off at him, which yeah. is fucking great. It's like a good combo move. He comes in, like, punches at... 17 and like hits him and as like 17's like looking up at him he just fires a mouth beam mm-hmm. and he just gets to punch him again through it it's a good moment there's a lot of little oh, good yeah. fighting moments there's a lot of weird fighting moments the whole mm-hmm. underwater bubble <laughs> shit <laughs> he's I so just, mad he's so mad and then like makes a concussive force bubble that when 17 is under there or is that yeah yeah and yeah. piccolo comes down and just like hits piccolo with a big bubble yeah, I was watching this episode with my girlfriend, and she watched that was just like, ah, I see. Power farts. <laughs> yeah. I just had to stop for a second. Like, God damn it. He, yeah, he literally just goes like, 
and like flexes and like a big bubble comes out and i was like and people like oh my god i gotta shoot a blast to block this I'm like it's a bubble my guy like i don't i don't even know uh there is some definitely some we have some not great animations going on speaking of coming out of the bubbles when they start punching at each other does not look good um nah. this is the part where they do a lot of repeat right not like even a lot of repeat just like a lot of like the animation is very stilted from... Yeah, but this is like that, like four or five punches, and they loop it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There's some better moments. I still think it's fun. They're um, what's it called? Trying, to, I think they're just trying to figure out how beams work and stuff. Is like very fun to watch. But uh, yeah, they just ends with them punching each other in the stomach a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, I like the moment where like Piccolo eats a hit and he he's like that, that didn't hurt you. Have got yeah, you're fast, but you got weak little baby punches. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> For real. But but yeah, I really like how this fight like here too. Yeah, the end of this fight is really good where like you can just kind of feel the desperation and just the tiredness of them because they are just wailing each other in the stomach as hard as they can. Mm-hmm. There's no technique. They- it's just slugging each other. Yeah, which, like, obviously 17 isn't running out of energy, because that's, like, his whole thing, but you can tell, and 18 does verbally point this out, but you can tell in the character animation that 17 is actually trying now. Yeah. Like, he's, him and Piccolo are pretty evenly matched, this is just when his, like, limitless energy thing is gonna be the thing that pushes him over. Absolute bullshit. It's a a weird thing that I feel like they, they just sort of push these characters aside so it doesn't keep coming up <laughs> um, <laughs> but it is a, a weird mechanic mm-hmm. to try and balance especially in a series where people running low on energy and whatnot is usually a big factor in fights i mean it's how how beat how uh, goku beat frieza mm-hmm and I think that's one of those things where I'm like, maybe it is good that Cell came in and took over the lead villain slot. Because, <laughs> like, this mechanic is really... It, it's, it starts as, like, a here's an interesting way to fuck with the rules thing. And then you have stuff like this just keeps happening. And you're like, I can see how this would get uh, really, really old if they were the, the main focus here. Yeah. Well, you'd have to find some way to, like, get over that pretty quick if they were going to stick around. Yeah, I mean, I've always thought it was mostly, uh, the way I've always interpreted it is the idea that, like, they, if there is a potential where if they had to expend enough energy quickly enough, they could overwhelm their own ability to produce energy. Mm-hmm. That never seems to happen, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just kind of like, obviously, they're still weaker than some of the other characters in this. It's just, like, they don't tire out so they're always at that level of power yeah mm-hmm. they're always kind of ready to go yeah um i like the moment where piccolo put uh, kicks 17 into a mountain and then 17 pops out of the ground behind him like a damn mole yeah he's a he's a, he's a damn little mole <laughs> it's good shit honestly um i enjoy it. i love that more islands are exploding and i'm just sitting here being like oh I guess I guess we're gonna need a third island here in a minute. <laughs> this archipel this island chain is turning into a single island real quick here. Yeah. <laughs> but uh this is another moment because we cut back to Kame House and everyone just like feeling the fight. 
Mm-hmm. And another moment where our thought that Krillin is the best at key sense is correct because no, Krillin it's that is the he's first. Bad at, our thoughts is that he's bad at it this entire time. No, I guess he's gotten better. Uh, I don't know why I thought that. I'm very <laughs> dumb. Um, but Krillin is the first person to pick up on Cell flying in. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I guess they're getting think we used to tell now. Piccolo? Like Piccolo? Nah. Yeah. They seem to be getting used to the idea now that, like, if they sense an energy that feels like a fuck ton of energies itself. <laughs> uh, which is becoming even more so because now he's just eaten, like, I don't know how many fucking people he's absorbed by now. It's like over a, a bunch of cities. Like, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like over a million people by now. Yeah, we should probably get into that. We should probably get into that the next when we're talking about the next episode, oh, though. A hundred percent, because there's a good way to talk about that. When he comes but in, stinky. This ever. is when, yeah, this is when fucking Chichi is like, "Hey, Bulma, let me know she finished making the the blow up switch for the androids." Thank you, Chichi. Hmm. Chichi's got to come up. in and save their asses. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I got a question. How come mm-hmm. 16 didn't notice Cell coming in? It's a good question. So, they are sitting there <laughs> and they get the word that this is happening. Somebody tells Krilla they're going to blow up 18 and he has this Days of Our Lives ass flashback in his head well, with like a vignette. Can he just power level and he can detect it? He can, he was flying, but I mean, the gang can also. Yeah, the gang figured him. it out. Yeah, because Cell is pretty much relying on the idea that, like, since Piccolo is in a fight, he's not paying attention to his approach mm-hmm. now. Like, Cell is like, I can... this exact moment. Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, right at the end of this fight is when Cell shows up as Piccolo is starting to actually run out of energy. And you can see, like, the beads of sweat on his face as he's really starting to hit his limit. Which... I don't know if the the shot of Cell standing there like one foot up Captain Morgan style feels not quite the same, but reminiscent of the shot of Frieza when Frieza first steps in to like start beating the shit out of Vegeta. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if that's Uh, intentional or not. Maybe? I don't remember the shot of Frieza coming in, so I'll take your word for it. But if it is, that'd be cool. Mm -hmm. It's the... It's the, like, he, they try to make the wish, Guru dies before they can make the third wish and make Vegeta immortal. And Vegeta's, oh, like, part. threatening yeah, them yeah. and then stops, yeah, as, like, Frieza's standing over him. <laughs> yeah, I can but definitely yeah, see it being reminiscent, yeah. yeah. Mm. I really just like that, um, they're sitting there and Cell comes in for the next episode, right, and is like, look at all these motherfuckers, and then all these damn, <laughs> wait, there's another guy here, too. That's 17, weird. 18, Dude. and who are you? What the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't oh, know. Okay. That's the, this is the start of episode 74 now. And yeah, I love <laughs> that Cell just is like, eh, don't know you, but um, hi. <laughs> just, anyway. And Look Cell at all these jumps, dead people. Yeah, Cell jumps down, and there's, there's a nice effect that they do before the key like, comes in where it looks like a heat distortion effect. As Cell starts to power up. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, his you can see his aura, and there's, like, screaming ghosts <laughs> He's, like, in his powered aura. by the souls of the damned. It's sick as yeah. hell. You see well, these, like, little translucent shots. by the souls of the people of... he sucked up. Yeah, yeah the and damned. it just fucking... <laughs> yeah, it just stuns Piccolo, both in the sense of, like, how strong Cell is, 
And also just how fucking like creepy his energy is to them. <laughs> Cause yeah, it's now yeah, on top of their own DNA being part of it, we're just feeling the life force of everyone he's murdered in his key. Which is such a fucking cool concept, and it's so mm-hmm. creepy. Uh, I'm a really big fan. Of this also, shot. before he starts powering up, there's a great reaction shot of Pickle going, "Oh my god!" Like looking at him, and then it cuts to Android 16, who just has no reaction whatsoever. It's <laughs> yeah. like one of my favorites. Like Pickle's like, "Holy fuck, it's Cell!" And then Android 16's like, "I have literally do not give a fuck about anything that's happening." Still, so. I can take him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I could fuck him up. I think. <laughs> Hmm. It's just like the funniest reaction shot where Pickle's like, oh my god, and it's like the stink cleanser fan is Android 16 and just like nothing, just a solid <laughs> nothing face. So they come back to him again later and he's like more determined looking, but yeah. like the first reaction is like, yeah, I don't really give a fuck, honestly. Where are the birds? Yeah, where I feel are like the it's birds? Like, it's like uh, 16 kind of just like silently taking in the information and trying to figure out like what he should do here. <laughs> Processing. Um, processing. Yeah. It is literally, yeah, processing. Processing. Um, but this is when we cut back to Kame House, and I love that they're just like, ah, oh, Cell's there. We're not going to get the, the button in time. And Chi Chi has to be the one to be like, <laughs> y'all motherfuckers can fly, right? <laughs> oh, one of y'all can just God, meet Bulma Thank you for pointing that out. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I I love Chi-Chi. I wish she got to do more. Yeah, honestly. Um, yeah, a constant with the female characters of Dragon <laughs> Ball. <laughs> um, Pan, please be different this time. No. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I don't have much faith. Please be better. No. <laughs> 16, no. no, what are you doing here? I mean, there's a throwaway line in Super Superhero that Videl is going to boxing classes, and I'm just like, fingers crossed, that means she can go be in a fight again. It's <laughs> um, a good joke you made. Yeah, it is a really good joke. <laughs> she I can know. take on a Frieza goon. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I have confidence. I don't. Not in these group of people. <laughs> okay. Shit, you're right. Not what these authors said. Um, <laughs> anyway, back to the fight. Oh, yeah, and then Roshi has to have his moment of being like, man, remember when I was the strongest person on the planet? And hard cut back to Piccolo fighting. <laughs> well, because Krillin <laughs> flies off to get the remote, and Tien's like, all right, fuck this standing around stuff. I'm going to go do the last cool thing I'm ever going to do, and flies off to go help Piccolo. And, yeah, that's, uh, he's, that is correct. Oh, man. Oh, give Tien, my boy, something. Give him a transformation. Give him something, anything. No. Um, and yeah, Roshi's like, man, fuck. I used to do stuff. <laughs> Which I guess, like, yeah, but half of what you used to do was felonies. So I'm at least happy that that part is kind of gone from the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mentor Roshi, great. Everything else Roshi did, not great. Bad. Lock him up. Yeah. Lock him um, up. Lock, lock him, him up. Okay, up. actually, though, he does need to be in jail for a while. <laughs> he's a menace, and he has done. to be stopped. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is when we get Piccolo and 17 actually having to team up to fight Cell, which is fun. Love that. <laughs> love that but, for him. Yeah. Really I also hate, love Android like, 16 being like, we cannot fight him, 17. And he's like, 
Fuck you, I don't run from fights. And I'm like, idiot. This, the dumbest don't person of all time has entered 17 the doesn't just say, fuck you, I don't run from fights. 17 does the cursed thumb pose while saying oh, these no. things. Yeah, 17 he's does the, dead. like, point he's, out of He's already smirk. dead. Yeah, it, I had to, like, literally pause it, and I was like, Claire, I need to explain something to you. <laughs> Hold I on, I need you to, wa- need you to watch this real quick. To your girlfriend and be like, you want to see a really big problem develop here. Yeah, I'm like, this is the moment that 17 lost this fight. <laughs> um, no, 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 I don't think you understand what I'm saying. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> But this is when 16 is like, if he absorbs you, he will destroy not only the Earth, but the universe. Showing that 17 <gasps> isn't like a big destroyer, which we kind of already knew. Uh, 16, like, the 16, sorry. Is like, yeah, 16 does not want people to die other than Goku. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is, it, it's such an interesting character like to have mm-hmm. where it's like, this person is built to be a murder machine, literally an assassin droid, but he is so singularly focused that he is basically completely nonviolent to everything but Goku. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a really good bet. Uh, it's a it's a really cool character. <laughs> he like creates a nice uh like a nice point counterpoint with 17 and 18. They make such a good group. <laughs> um but anyway. Uh, this is when they start fighting. Seventeen gets kind of knocked out of the way, and Piccolo does his new move, which is the light grenade. Which, uh, like DBZA, makes it a bit that like Piccolo makes this up on the spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, it does kind of have that feeling though, and I don't know if that's just an effect of me having watched DBZA. Like I can't divorce that from my head, but like just the state Piccolo's in, the where everything is, this feels like he is just reaching for something and how this attack goes is very much he just puts his hands like touching the fingertips together Uh with like an opening there puts them against his chest and just dumps as much key into a blast as he can outward i'm going to be i'm going to be honest i think he made it up on the spot because at the end of the day this move is just like a key blast but really big Mm. okay (laughs) okay one second pause that's Mm -hmm. every move (laughs) true but like Light hell zone grenade is a technique. Like yeah, hell zone grenade. There but is Kamehameha some like is skill just to it. a bunch of key shot out. Well, the Kamehameha mm-hmm. also is like formed into one solid beam. It's taking that key, like redirecting it inward, and then blasting it from a focal point. This mm-hmm. is like you Th- see the way yeah. it jets and fans out from Piccolo's hands. That makes it seem like this isn't controlled. This isn't the Makako Sapo where it's like one beam drilling around to kind of make it more effective. This is, I am dumping every ounce of key I have outward. Also, just to the, hope it does also the hand gesture for the light grenade is literally just like the motion someone makes trying to like push somebody off of them. Yeah. So which is really why is like, a desperation thing. Yeah, this feels, it, it has the feeling of a technique somebody is making up on the fly, and it's not, I wouldn't even really call it a technique, it's a blast. Yeah. It is a key <laughs> blast done purely out of desperation. Well, here's my um, everything, please don't break yeah. my neck. Yeah, he's literally just hoping this might stop Cell, hopefully kill him, but maybe slow him down, and it does neither, really. Uh... <laughs> Cell, like, rises up out of the ocean where the island used to be behind this attack. (laughs) Although I do love, like, 
17 on the ground behind Cell watching Piccolo draw in the energy for this. And he just looks at it. He's like, oh, no, yeah, I should I'm out move. of here. Yeah, <laughs> like just gets up and fucking runs. Um, yeah, but Cell, like they think he's done it. Like literally 17 and 18 are just like, oh, nice. And 16 has to be the one to be like, no, no, that did nothing. Because <laughs> he's the only one of them that can sense key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I guess read key. I feel like it's less of a sense since he is a robot. Um, who can say? But then, yeah, Cell just grabs Piccolo by the fucking neck, lifts him up, and then just blasts a chunk out of his side. Yeah, he was not very happy getting shot by that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. And well, I mean, he like... snaps his neck first because he like punches him in the jaw, and Piccolo just goes limp. Yeah, that's right. And I was like, that is the most fucking, like, brutal punch of this whole fight. And yeah, it's like 17, I think, is the one that says that that broke his neck or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, if it wasn't obvious, when he holds him up and his head just kind of turns at a 90 degree angle afterwards. Yeah. And oh, then you're, so you're just... saying if his fucking neck is turning weird and he's not breathing, he's just fucking dead all of a sudden. That's what we're going with. I will. And if that hadn't okay, done it, doctor, him, and if that hadn't done it, him missing the right side of his torso, I would also pronounce that as dead. Says you, he's fucking fine. I know it. <laughs> God, he's my best friend. He can't be hurt like that. <laughs> And then, we, and then we get the little Terminator 2 shot of his hand going down beneath the water, but he doesn't thumbs up. He doesn't, so you know he's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah. Unlike Terminator, who does live on. In my heart. In my heart, and in the sequels. <laughs> what are you talking about? They never made a third one, let alone a fifth one. Yeah. No, they made a really do... good one where it was kind of set, like, what would happen to get to back in the past. Called so- It's probably one of the best ones there is. <laughs> it's got Sam Worthington. Also... How could it go wrong? <laughs> star of a oh, did hit I, franchise did i i think i talked about my sam worthington moment when i saw avatar 2 on podcast yeah and you're like huh god damn <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> ever not think about that what an odd what an odd achilles heel of his american accent <laughs> 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 they're all there anyway uh, there is a moment, like, Piccolo s- sinking down to the bottom of the ocean, most likely dead. And then we just hard cut to Bulma flying, just <laughs> casually smiling trunks in the passenger seat. Oh, well, this think, is where yeah, Gohan uh, goes feral. <laughs> but this is, like, yeah, there's, like, Gohan going feral, like, trying to run away, and Piccolo, or Goku has to, like, punch him to stop him from going to try and, like, fight Cell right now, because Goku knows that they will lose if they go to fight him. Um, but then it, it, like, it just shows Bulma having like a pretty decent day. <laughs> and it's very funny. Like Claire had to point out that she's just like, this is, this is such an odd tonal shift. Look, she can't sense key. That's true. So she doesn't know what's <laughs> going on. Mm. Oh, and I do love like crying. Goku getting mad here at the end of the episode. Cause he can't, help his friends and we see his like super saiyan key starting to like build around him as he's just like furious at what is happening but knows if he steps in now he'd only cause more problems than he'd solve i also like when he Mm -hmm. does that 
it has the good moment of like just little 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 gohan being like come on dad and it's just like oh my dad will fucking kill me if i, if I try to act up again my dad's my dad's powering up yeah <laughs> so i think it's just That's very just- funny yeah, and that is what 74 ends on, is just, yeah, Goku's pissed, and, like, yeah, Gohan realizing how stupidly strong his father is for a second. Yeah. Goku's pissed, and I think the one of the fun other cool parts to it is, like, Goku's really mad about this, mm-hmm. and, like, it's just a fun character thing to see Goku be mad, and he's mad at Vegeta's like, hurry the fuck up, like, things mm-hmm. are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a moment of, like, emphasizing Goku isn't as stupid as we make him out to be sometimes at least we don't the fight, not here goku, well not <laughs> us yeah. yeah i mean goku's stupid in some ways but this is the ways that he's smart um yes. and this is like this is what goku looks like when toriyama writes goku uh, <laughs> and it is him just being like i know i can't step in because i know we would lose. I, I've like aware enough of my own abilities of cells, abilities, everything happening, but damn it. Like this is the most frustrating thing in the world to me. Cause I care. It's like mm-hmm. somebody that he really deeply cares about is getting hurt or killed. And Goku can do nothing about it. Yeah. This is like, I mean, this is the first time he's had to like consciously sit on the sidelines, right? Yeah. At least that I can think of. I mean, yeah, he's been sidelined, but the, mm-hmm. usually by actually dying or <laughs> yeah. nearly dying. Uh, and now he has to take himself out of this fight. And then that's where 75 just fucking kicks off with 17 just coming in for like a big ass headbutt on Cell. At As this point, uh, Cell like, makes race car sounds. Yeah, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just like this one just fucking gets going. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 17 just jumping in looking obviously fucked up like he's like you know still got blood coming out of his mouth and everything from his fight with Piccolo but he's got to do this fight because um, he refuses to run away because he's an idiot <laughs> they make some why would comment. I run away when I can still win this fight oh god what is the <laughs> line again in, at the beginning of this episode 17 like misses and like Cell beats him up and rolls him over with his foot and he's like looks like you really rolled over on that like, seems to yeah, it, I, I mean 17 set him up with some like I don't roll over easily and Cell's mm-hmm. like it seems to me you roll over pretty easily yeah fucking destroyed. Damian just, just <laughs> throwing out zingers <laughs> Cell you've been destroyed in the marketplace of ideas <laughs> yeah. uh, getting to, get to the intestine funnel yeah. I feel like this is different than like like Piccolo had a lot of good evil shit talk but this is less shit talk and more doing bits <laughs> and it's like the most evil of up. villains yeah. <laughs> yeah improv comics yeah. The most evil people on the face of the planet. I know. I've been to too many 101 shows. <laughs> I've seen things you wouldn't dare dream of. Yeah. You've had well, 18 yes is over on the, side. the wrong house. Yeah. 18's over on the side being like, we should fuck off. But that's when 16 <laughs> is like, all right, time for me to step in. <laughs> like, Wait, what? And he's Y'all like, want to see Look, some cool shit. Yeah, look, if he blows up the world, I don't get to kill Goku. So I gotta save the world so I can kill Goku in it. Uh, But he does have a sweet little line as he, like, walks off. He's, like, telling 18, like, traveling with you two has taught me the value of this world. Thank you. It was fun traveling with you. 
Aww. I was like, oh, it's, it's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> now he's going to fucking die. Yeah. And then you want to see me fuck up this bug man? Up. Yeah. Then 17 is coughing up blood over on the side as, six, as Cell is just beating the shit out of him. And just as he's about to, like, break out his tail and absorb him, 16 grabs his shoulder. He does the fucking shoulder shoots. tap punch. Literally, like, yeah, just, like, hand on the shoulder, kind of pulls him to look at him, gives the cockiest smile in this whole goddamn series up to now that wasn't delivered by Vegeta before <laughs> just decking him in the fucking face. And it immediately shows you with that first punch, like, oh, 16 is fucked up strong compared <laughs> to 17 and 18. Yo, turns out the big guy is the heavy of the group. Who knew? I mean, based on how this series has gone so far, that is actually a plot twist. Because <laughs> we had, like, what, Nappa and Vegeta, where Vegeta was the strongest, despite being the smaller one. We have Frieza, who got smaller as he powered up into his final form. And now we have, you know, 17 and 18, who have shown how, like, fucking powerful they are already. But then 16 comes in and is, in fact, stronger than both of them. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, ah, it is, it feels nice to have 16 finally step in. Um, and it's fun seeing 17 and 18 fucked up by the fact that they are just now realizing how much stronger than them 16 <laughs> was. Um, though there is a lot of repeat punches right at the beginning of this fight. There's also like a say. weird animation glitch, I think, or something in these beginning part of the flurry of punches where they'll just kind of like zip somewhere, then zip right back to there where they're supposed to be. And I can't mm. tell if it's supposed to be, like, an intentional, like, oh, no, they're really, like, moving fast, but they'll be, like, they'll just, like, scatter for, like, a second, and it looks just bad. Whatever it is, it's just bad. I mm. took that more as the, the latter, like, it's an intentional they're moving that fast kind of thing. Yeah, it but it's bad. it's not the best visual. Like, I can agree with that. I was just very surprised they went with the visuals, like, this just doesn't look that great. Hmm. But other than that, I mean, yeah. I think I think this fight's really fun. They do the classic run into each other's heads maneuver. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do love them just like running, headbutting into each other and screaming in each other's face. <laughs> there was a moment that I forgot to bring up in the Piccolo 17 fight where they're just grappling each other's hands, yelling in each other's faces, and then power up so hard that they blow up half the island. Yes, this is the is... dumb shit I crave. Yeah, that appealed to the shonen meathead part <laughs> of my brain. <laughs> Scratches the lizard brain that goes, yes, yes, shout more. It's like I saw a tweet this week where it's just somebody tweeting a picture of Goku going Super Saiyan 3, but they were just like, I feel bad for all the people who don't love Meathead shown in anime, who don't understand that somebody powering up and unlocking a new form to defeat the villain while hype music plays is the peak of all like, character writing. True. <laughs> like, they're just like nice nuanced character writing dipshit, but have you considered <laughs> Check this shit out. screaming? <laughs> There is, like, there's something to be said of, like, yeah, people powering up into a new form in the pinch. It, it isn't always the best character writing, but when it hits, it hits good. <laughs> Sometimes spectacle is what you want, and the Dragon Ball world operates on wrestling logic, so, like, let's just let them have it. <laughs> mm, yes, yeah, interesting things you have, but can, have you considered punch go hit hard? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dragon Ball's I haven't, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about your gospel. Which, yeah, speaking of wrestling, this is when Cell fucking slams his tail into 16's neck, tries to drink him, realizes, oh, 
oh, you're actually a robot. Well, that's <laughs> disappointing. Like, yeah, Sixteen's like, confirmed. Grabs his tail and just fucking, like, pile drives him, basically. Because <laughs> <laughs> of all the characters. Yeah, he rips it off after he pile drives him into the ground. He, like, put grabs, keeps holding onto the tail, puts one foot on his back, and just yanks it off. Horrifying. Which is fucking great. You can, like, <laughs> see the bone in the tail. I do love, too, that we basically have had two red-headed, uh, mohawked characters whose primary moves are mostly wrestling techniques. Because <laughs> <laughs> this, this is how Raccoon fought, too. Though Raccoon had a lot more showmanship to it, and somehow 16 makes it look like a logical move to do a flying <laughs> pile driver on your opponent. <laughs> look, if he just put the tail right there, what else are you going to do? Yeah, it's true. Um... But yeah, Cell has like a Looney Tunes ask reaction shot to his tail getting yanked off. <laughs> it is like eyes bulging out, like ah, like not full on out of his head, but as close as you can get. It's almost, yeah. Um, and then Cell stands up and is like, 16's like, there, got your tail. Can't absorb people." Seventeen or Cell's just like, you know, I'm part Piccolo, right? <laughs> then just shoots the tail back out. Sixteen's <laughs> like. All right, guess I just gotta fucking kill you then. Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, that's disappointing, disappointing for you. <laughs> I don't. My first kill doesn't get to be Goku. Sad. <laughs> yeah, Jiro will be so disappointed. This does also set up just the fact that Cell can regenerate, and therefore, if you want to kill Cell, you have to kill Cell. Like. You have to disintegrate him entirely. You think he would have figured that out if he hadn't met Piccolo? That's no. a great question. Because he, he seemed seem pretty shocked, shocked when by... Piccolo, yeah, regrew his arm. Yeah. Which I feel like is a, a running thing in this, that Cell is a quick learner. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is also something he has in common with the cast, and like Goku especially. Uh, but is also a major problem for the main cast when they like don't just murder him. Yeah. Though it is interesting, because we've said that, like, Cell is motivated by the same things that motivate most of the cast, just the most demented version of it. Uh, where he's like, I want to be the strongest I can be. It's just Cell also will murder millions of people to get there. <laughs> yeah, he's also just uh, a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so he's Vegeta. Got it. <laughs> but I, I like... More or less. <laughs> I, I like that as a villain that they have to go up against, especially as a villain who is literally made up of them. It would make mm-hmm. sense then narratively to give him a motivation that is similar to what motivates and drives most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is when Cell just fucking like knocks 16 back, which there's a moment he knocks 16 on his ass, turns looking over his shoulder at 17 and 18 and gives this, Hi. Before turning <laughs> back to go fight 60. And I was like, I'll be with you in a minute. Was, yeah, that was some creepy shit. <laughs> like, hats off to Damian Clark for that delivery, but also, you didn't have to go that hard. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to say that like that. Yeah. But then this is when 16 does Speaking one of the best of going attacks hard. in the entire show, uh, where 16 gets up aims his fist at him and shoots his fist off into Cell. <laughs> Which, there's some Gundam-ass sound effects going on as 16's doing all of this. Which, there's some vaguely Gundam-ass music playing during this whole fight sequence. But it's good. I like it. 
it's beautiful but this leads to a nice like series of hits where 16 gets the rocket punch off flies in puts his fist back on midair knocks yeah knocks cell into the fucking dirt like miles into the ground and then he puts his arms under his like elbow or under his armpits pulls them off revealing like the holes underneath and then this is when we get the only named special attack use in this these episodes when 16 yells hell flash and shoots off a massive fucking beam attack that just erupts out of the island in various little like intervals yeah, he, like, almost cracks the island with this attack, and, like, the entire time he does it, we get, like, a close-up on his face, and he's just, like, stone, like, or, sorry, hit my mic, uh, like, stone-faced, no, like, expression at all as he's just trying to melt Cell. Yeah, and this shit rocks. <laughs> this is, this is one of the cooler attack names, even though it's so, like, it feels so like wrestling like so much which in some ways doesn't quite match 16's personality but rule of cool lets this one get away <laughs> I, I would say it, it does it fit matches, right like yeah. he's the stoic guy who then like goes off like it's so good that like like i just looked up to do that the scene it's like very quick it's like 30 seconds mm-hmm. to get to hell flash fire um he uh turns around whip shoots the thing and then you have Cell tongue out after getting hit, cheek dented in, and just mm-hmm. like man pulls up robotically, like he like zooms in, attaches fist, <laughs> punches him again <laughs> with the reattached fist, shoves him into the dirt, just so hard into the ground you cannot see where he is anymore. Fucking plants him like just, a tree. It unlocks the fist and then just yells hell flash fire and destroys everything around him. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just sells sick. no more, so the androids yeah. don't have to worry about leaving the island at all. Yeah, the only part that's another... maybe strange is him just yelling, Hell Flash Fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but that's rule of cool. Yeah, that's I'm the rule of cool part that I'm okay with. I'm just okay with him just yelling at Cell, Hell Flash Fire, and then shooting a beam in the earth, and then watching the earth like actually mushroom up to him, like make a small plateau for him is the so amount of good. energy being fired is trying to force its way out of the earth, which it then proceeds to do in multiple parts of the island where it, like just starts shooting little beams of energy. There's just so much energy is being dumped out. It's trying to find ways to escape outward. It's just sick. Yeah. It's and then, yeah, sick and he's just up. looking down, firing it. It's getting larger and closer to Android 16 himself. No reaction. Doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Well, yeah, because that, that's the most in-character part of this yes. to me, too. Is that, Yeah, this is... 16 is a machine. Yeah, Andrew 16 is like, he's this is machi- how Goku would go, too, motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is a machine with feelings, but he is a machine in how he approaches everything. Um, But, yeah, he blows up, like, how, yeah, it makes this... Oh, it's so cool. Then he finishes it, 17 and 18 are just like, that takes care of Cell, and 16 has to be the one to be like, get the hell are out of stupid here. He leave. Is, he is still alive. I cannot kill him. <laughs> or at least that will not kill him. But yeah, as six, 17 is just like, ah, who cares? We'll be fine. I'm a fighter. I'm the best. I am never running. As he's saying this, fucking Cell is rising up out of the hole behind him. TN, who has arrived here at this time, is like, 17, look out! And he's like, I am the what? And turns around just as fucking Cell noms him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that for Cell, as Cell gets fucking seven, eat 17 and starts transforming. And it's this like is when we get thick. 
Oh yeah, he gets thick all over. He's like 16 size now. Um so much more muscular. He has lips. Um and it looks I, so weird. Yeah, semi-perfect cell is not my favorite design aesthetically. It's a good thing there's another one coming then. Yeah, I mean looking at it, I can get this as like if this one feels like Toriyama designed first form, designed perfect form, and then came up with this. Had to figure out how to get between them, yeah. Yeah, and I will say this does a decent job of splitting the difference between those two forms. Mm -hmm. It's not very aesthetically pleasing. I don't think it's really meant to be. No, and honestly, uh, it not being aesthetically pleasing works more in its favor. Yeah. But now he's, like, he's a lot more muscular. His weird, like, three-pronged feet are now more, like, Into a shoe. narrowed. Yeah, they look kind of like a shoe. Uh, less of him is covered in spots. His tail is now retracted up into the wings. His head has taken on the sort of crownish shape that will mm -hmm. be very uh, iconic. Perfect style, form. yeah. Yeah. But, and his face is starting to take on some more human-like qualities. Mm -hmm. Also, he has. Well, he actually has like ears. a face now. Yeah, and he has free. He's got ears. lips. He can. He's got the whole damn. He's got the whole package, baby. <laughs> he's got eyes. He he's got lips. He's got a nose. That's more than Krillin. Yeah, this is also when Damian Clark first changes his like delivery on the lines, like his vocal print for the character as mm -hmm. Cell transforms. Which, like I said, this is something that is dub only. Uh, the Japanese actor for Cell does the same vocal print for all three forms. Uh, I like this as it's starting to sound a little more like human like, but it's still like kind, kind of, of weird and gurgly. Yeah. Yeah. Which reflects like he's a big bruiser in this form too. So it has that like deep baritone that you would expect out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it still sounds like off, like monster ish in some ways, but like well, a Frankenstein's yeah. monster kind of feel to it. Sounds like he's mm -hmm. eating some marbles. He's got the marble. Well, he's mouth. eating in a whole robot. Yeah. A robot. And then they do a really good visual of establishing how much stronger he is than he just was, in that like 16 charges him, punches him in the face, which we just watched 16 bat around uh, first form cell pretty effectively. Mm -hmm. This time he flies in, punches him in the face. Cell doesn't even really react, and then just blows was, off half his head. I was so hoping they were going to do the bit from the cooler movie where like sixteen punches him in the face, and then he just keeps talking with the fist in his face. <laughs> they don't, no. sadly, but they should have. Yeah, that would have been a time to steal from the movies. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that he just damages sixteen, which they have this Terminator ass shot of like sixteen <laughs> with half his head missing, the robot kind brain of sticking out. You know, like yeah, show, they show like, like, an X-ray underneath. Yeah, yeah, the X-ray of it, which I think is like, I don't know why they do that, but I, it's cool. It looks all right. Because <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Again, it, <laughs> Terminator. It is very Terminator. <laughs> Everyone turns around. Business Terminator chased me. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> What's on the fucking it's, game? You, you weren't put on this earth to get it, Chase. Toriyama I'm does not hide smart. the things that influence him. Uh, that's true. And that's, you know what? I appreciate that. If you're, everybody has influences. Everybody borrows from other sources. Just own up to it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's okay. This is how storytelling has gone since oral tradition storytelling. Um, but yeah. Speaking of stealing influences, Cell steals 17's entire voice and ghost. 
It is. And his ghost. <laughs> I, I kind of like the way this works. It has that like escape from the body snatchers feel of like somebody coming up and being like, no, it's okay. Join in. But I love. It's actually yeah. really cool inside of Cell. Just let him eat you. It'll be great. It's moist in here. I love yeah. moist things. How do I you know Android 78 hates Androids. moist things. Yeah. <laughs> I love when he just keeps saying that, and then like, or he talks for a bit, and 16's like, no, 18, it's a trick. And Silence, like, Cell turns, and he's like, shut up, toaster. <laughs> it's like, what a fucked up insult. And then Cell I, says, brother, like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to know, and I want it on record in the podcast, that I, I paused and wrote in all caps in my notes, did Cell call 16 a fucking toaster? Yes. <laughs> I, just, I was too stuck on that line. I was just <laughs> like, that's so, that's so mean and childish at the same time. <laughs> He's a bad guy. I really yeah, no. like Silence Toaster the more I think about it. <laughs> it's really good. It's Silence such a Toaster is <laughs> such a powerful We're having a, I'm having a conversation with my brother. I believe Cell, in his perfect form, will call 16 an appliance later, too. So this becomes <laughs> a running thing. They're all just uh, real assholes, we're learning. <laughs> yeah, who'd have thought? Um, but yeah, I also like it's... And, like, I also really like that just because he says, like, do what your own Purpose does to do. And he's, mm -hmm. she's like, that's, he would never say that. We hate <laughs> Dr. Jarreau. And not the part where he's like, I love being all powerful. We could be all powerful together. It'll be great. I love, I love power. Like, things <laughs> just he's never said ever. Yeah. Um, also, where he's just like, he's kind of like, I just like fucking about is like actually his character. Um, <laughs> we should get a car. It'll be cool. It'll be, it'll be sick. If, if, if Cell had said, look, Android 18, we'll get a car if you get in here. Maybe that. No, I don't like driving. Yeah. I hate driving. <laughs> yeah. It would have convinced her that maybe he was in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he does love cars. <laughs> I do love the DBZA joke version of this scene quite a bit, too. <laughs> it's just 17 being like, chickity check yourself before you kill yourself, sis. <laughs> oh, because 18 is threatening to just self-destruct right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but after this ploy doesn't work, Cell is like, look, we both know it's going to take a second for you to power up to blow up, and I will eat you in that time period. <laughs> Which so is not if TN my... has anything to say about it. Why don't you get inside my nice stomach that your brother loves? <laughs> oh, warm. God, this is Vor. This is Vor. Yes, I'm creating yes. Vor. You saw my little tentacle pouch when it opened up. All the glistening meat inside. Welcome to my new chamber. My primordial pouch. I hate everything about this. Thank you. <laughs> TN, get in here. Put a stop to him. Yeah, and that's I work, when TN gets I work in here. dark magics, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's when TN gets in here and it's just like that's it <laughs> and fucking tri-beam cell uh, and it's sick as shit as TN just keeps repeatedly tri-beaming cell into the dirt well, we only uh, get one from we only get one works. right we only get he's, one he's like get out of here yeah, he starts shooting the second one it freeze frames yeah. on the second one coming out and something like and like getting pushed back in yeah the marble mouth himself is being hurt <laughs> yeah and that's the end uh, of the episodes. Insane that that works. It is, but God damn it, Tien deserves something. <laughs> he, he this needs is why one. he doesn't get to do anything. He punches way too high above his weight class. Mm -hmm. 
But that's also, like, a very established part of his character from the start. Like, of course he is going to punch above his weight class. That mm-hmm. is who he is in mm-hmm. a big way. Um, But it's just nice to see him jump in and try to do something, even if we know, like, inside this won't work. Mm-hmm. And we're yeah, well aware like of it. It's hurting him. It's more like pushing Cell down a wind tunnel every time he does it. Yeah, which even he's kind of, like, yelling to 18, like, get the fuck out of here, showing that he is aware, like, that I know this isn't going to kill Cell. <laughs> I'm just I hoping you. this can... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm hoping I can buy enough time for you to get out of here so that he can't get any stronger. I can do this, like, two more times before my heart gets out. Leave. Yeah, because it's also been established at this point how much the tri-beam takes out of Tien. I mean, he literally died doing it against Nappa. Mm-hmm. So we know that that's a possibility, that Tien can dump too much into this attack and it will kill him. So the fact Hopefully that he's jumping... Hopefully that his... doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, the fact that he's We don't have Dragon Balls anymore. Is... Yeah. Or sorry, the Kinkoho, also what it's called. But they are calling it the Tri-Beam here, if I remember right. They do. They're very... They're very flip-floppy on what for what attacks they use the Japanese names for and what attacks they use, like, an English equivalent for. They just, like, use uh, the one that they think sounds cool, so mm-hmm. I think, at this point. That's what I'm yeah. going with. I mean, my thought is that it's just become dealer's choice for this dub, where it was just, yeah. like, the voice actor kind of yeah. had a, a say in it. So I've noticed, like, anytime Sunny Strait as Krillin does one in this dub, it's mostly been uh, the Japanese name, with the exception of, like, Solar Flare. Uh, the most recent time he used it. Because mm-hmm. I think he even said Kinkoho one time when he used it earlier. Which, that is the, mm-hmm. the Japanese name for the Solar Flare. Ah, I'm trying okay. to think of other times. Like, well, there's the Makako Sapo, which they actually called it that whenever we did that against Raditz in this dub. Which is, I think, the only time that gets called the Makako Sapo instead of the Special Beam Cannon. <laughs> um, I like Special Beam Cannon more. I do. I I like it's both. Special. It's I special. think I lean more towards special beam cannon, but I I can't divorce the idea that that's some nostalgic bent as well for me because like that I grew we up watching the original here. We're Dragon watching Ball. Dragon Ball. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's important that we don't try to be like we don't have nostalgia for this series. I have like, no biases. I'm a pure-hearted man. I have no, no <laughs> literal thoughts in here. Just all pure imp. Yeah. No, I think it's better to to admit our biases to our audience and like no, no, understand no, no, no. that we it's impossible to walk into any piece of media without a bias of some sort. Uh, we should um, literally say we have no biases. Yeah, that's that's the real sign that you don't have a bias. Is objective reality about. exists, and yeah, it's my this reality. Is an objectively perspective <laughs> podcast. I mean, we've already seen how our perspective. I will differs fucking from- kill you. Other okay. Dragon Ball influencers, I guess, for lack of a different word. To That's use, true. Uh, These fuckers come in here being like, no, the freezer arc's perfect, and being like, madness. This, that pacing went Bro, up have you the watched damn it? rails. <laughs> I mean, that's also like how many people kept being like, I remember watching Totally Not Mark and like TFS doing their rundown, and them having so much like high, kind stuff to say about the Red Ribbon arc. Yeah. Which we hated in the back half. I think the front half we enjoyed, the first part of General Tao showing up was, or Mercenary Tao showing up was really cool. And then after the second fight with Tao onward, that that really ran out of steam. Well, that was the end. Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> but it just the the whole third act of that arc. Wait, really... you didn't like all the parts where Blue was like, "I can use my mind control powers on." Or <laughs> Look my... at this rope. It's the evil rope. Yeah, it's the evil rope. I'm a mentalist, and also I'm a pedophile, but only in the Japanese version. Yeah, that's a good dubism to get rid of that <laughs> angle. But um, yeah, no, it it's. I mean, this is just more of me talking about general media literacy and approaching criticisms and critics. Is it's like everyone has a bias. Anyone that says they don't is not a good critic. As someone <laughs> who's not teaching self- students and is slowly getting out of that business, um, bro, media literacy is <laughs> what a depressing thing to see <laughs> ever. Yeah, but I I think in a more hopeful sense of like people can learn. Um, yeah, no, definitely. I and at the very least, I'm going to try to be. I'm not going to call myself like a master of media literacy, but I am like, this is an important part of engaging with media and engaging with critiques of media. Is everyone brings a bias just by being a living, breathing human being who has exactly. experienced life? So it's better exactly. to just acknowledge that you have a bias than it is to try and deny it. And pretend that you're speaking from an objective standpoint. Which is why Android 16 is the best critic, because he doesn't live or breathe. Exactly. True, he has a truly <laughs> but back objective on the topic experience. Of these, Which is why I know uh, yeah. that Goku is terrible, because he wants him dead. There you mm. go. But back on the topic of these episodes, it's, it's funny to me to think, when I look at our summary and look at it, we didn't move the needle forward super far. Well, I guess we did. Never mind, I'm taking this point back. Okay. <laughs> a lot I was about to say, cells transformed. Episodes. Yeah. It's, these are, like, I mean, the pacing in this arc has been very good so far. Um, and I like that this is the way that Toriyama has now collided all of the disparate elements and all of the various factions at play here back yeah. together. <laughs> and it's coming together really nicely as we're seeing everybody's faults and everybody's, like, strengths playing out against one another. Um, oh, we'll see well as, some yeah, faults. Just, what? I said, oh, we'll see some faults in a minute. I mean, we already saw some out of 17, where 17's own cockiness was his undoing. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, like, warrior's pride. And this will not be the last time somebody's cockiness and warrior's pride is gonna get in their Gee, way. I wonder what character that sounds like. Uh, I couldn't fucking tell you. Although Finally, it's some... Oolong's time to shine. Yeah, Trunks. Trunks is coming in. <laughs> Don't forget, you know, somebody else is going to drop a ball here too, but for different reasons. <laughs> Hornier <laughs> reasons. We did kind of gloss over Krillin getting horny. Oh, yeah. I mean, Krillin is very much still got the hots for 18 because she kissed him on the cheek once. Um, Do you blame a man? <laughs> <laughs> they kept calling Who her cute. Who hasn't been kissed yeah, by a they... murder droid? Yeah, they yeah, keep what... calling her cute. If what are we was... supposed to do? If we had a visual element, this would be the part where I put up the "I love the kind of woman that will actually just kill me." <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, I get it, Krillin. I'm uh, reaching for the squirt <laughs> bottle right now. What'd you say? I'm reaching for the squirt bottle right now. Stop being horny. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. But, yeah, we kind of gloss over that. That's really going to come into play more in the next three episodes, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, I haven't looked ahead, but I, I feel fairly confident. I I know what's going to happen, considering the the episode preview at the end of 75 did show Vegeta and Trunks stepping out of the time chamber. I don't so know. I'm I like, think he gets stopped at semi-perfect. I mean, if I remember rightly, all that perfect cell stuff is concept art and never gets animated. 
Exactly. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck's a perfect sale? I it's, yeah. it's the one with the, all the lips. Is that the Dragon Ball Z? Um, what film was it? Or a video game they had in it? It was like fighters. They like like here's like the idea we had for it. Yeah, it's a really cool <laughs> what if scenario, but like. Yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Who the fuck would call something a solar Kamehameha? Now that's some dumb (laughs) shit. Eighteen never get eighteen never gets absorbed. How else could she be Krillin's wife? Come on, think, people. Exactly. Wake up. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? The fucking invincible meme? How good? (laughs) Think, Mark. Think, think. (laughs) Just beating the shit out of someone who says perfect cell exists. (laughs) Think, how could he exist? We should gaslight people into not believing Perfect Cell exists. That should be the next part of our podcast plan. This is our yeah. This is our new goal for the podcast. Even as we get into the Perfect Cell stuff, we're just gonna not talk about him like he's the like semi Perfect Cell flies. In. Then semi yeah. semi Perfect Cell like changes up how he looks. I mean, he's still semi Perfect Cell. He calls him that, but like it's he looks all different now. Yeah. <laughs> This is Cell Max. Uh, he's- oh my god, that'd be such a good god. bit, actually. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, Cell Max. I why they went with semi-perfect Cell's design for Cell Max. Yeah, same here. I think it's like... Uh, it's more monstrous. Idea. Yeah. It's probably because they wanted it. And they do emphasize in it the idea that Cell is not done. Like, yeah, Cell Max not done, is not yeah. complete. So, I guess there's the idea that Cell Max would have turned into perfect Cell if he'd gotten to cook a little longer. Oh, then he would have gotten to talk. Uh, yeah. I mean, Damian Clark is still credited as voicing Cell Max That's in Dragon Ball Super just Superhero. A, just a boy hollering. Hooten. Out here collecting a paycheck. Let's go. My man's just Look, hooting. Yeah. Hooting and hollering is not easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's work. I would never say uh, it wasn't. <laughs> and Handsome Jack delivers. <laughs> still, yeah, I still love that, that that's the shared DNA here. <laughs> <laughs> I do like um, that that's your consistently shared DNA, too. You're like, he is handsome, handsome Jack. Jack. I need well, the audience Borderlands to know this. Borderlands 2 was a really good game. <laughs> I, like border- I like Tales from the Borderlands more than Borderlands 2. I need to play that. I hear it's really good. I've just never gotten around to it. Yeah, it's great. And Handsome Jack makes many appearances. With Damian Clark. Excellent. Yeah. Um... But yeah, Man, I think those episodes really like help us push the main conflict into focus, which is like we are this is when we are really passing the torch of villainy from 16, 17, and 18 to Cell. I mean, we've straight up had 17 and Piccolo team up for a little bit, which uh, to me is kind of the sign that like, yeah, we're done with them being the villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're going to have them fight on the same side. At the very least, we're done with that for a while. Uh, I mean, you know, Metatech's knowing what's going to happen. We're we're done with that. <laughs> they are no longer the villain of this arc. Okay, but what if one day Goku's asleep? Then who's standing over him? But eight, but seventeen and eighteen reactivated with the Jiro murder switch. <gasps> I... And then seventeen could fuse with another copy of seventeen and turn into a sort of super seventeen, if you will. Oh, I kind of like this idea. This is some legs. <sighs> I'm tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm so tired of having to, having to be plagued with the knowledge that Super Seventeen is a thing. That and we're getting and we're, and we're coming to it. We're every every it's time we record this podcast, we get closer. I guess we haven't really like set in stone if we're doing Super or GT first. Uh, GT I want to do. First. I want to do GT first. Yeah. All right. Because right, I think we'll GT see. will be so fucking awful, it'll be, like, painful for me. 
and then I think Super will be okay. And so I'm plus I'm pretty to, like, sure plus like that. I mean Super was made afterwards, so it's going to be taking a bunch of okay. What didn't work in GT? Well, most of it, but you know, it'll still have like informed how Super works. So we should watch it first. Yeah, that's fair. Plus, uh, GT's shorter. GT is the shortest of all of the. Yeah, Dragon it's like Ball what, series. like thirty episodes. It's basically uh, a mini series. That's a good. It's an HBO mini series. Is a very exactly. Funny idea to me. How many episodes is 64 episodes total for Dragon Ball GT? Plus, I think there is one movie. Uh, yeah, there's specifically movie. a GT movie, which is like hmm. an epilogue kind of movie. Uh, well, it's a special uh, Dragon Ball GT, a hero's legacy. It is like a like many years forward time skip. What happens after the end of GT? Which we will definitely watch that. Yeah, that's, that's everyone's mm-hmm. favorite part of GT. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the last... Well, actually, a lot of people are kind of flip-floppy on Heroes Legacy, but everybody really likes the last episode of Oh, the last of episode, GT. yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah. And I would actually say from my memory of it, and maybe it'll change when we watch it here, because definitely some things have changed from my memory of things to actually watching them again for this, mm-hmm. and, like, putting the critical eye on it that we do here. Um... I remember watching the end of GT and being like, you know, even if GT wasn't good, this is probably one of the best possible <laughs> endings you could give Dragon Ball as a franchise. It's very, like, reverent. It's very sweet. It's very, like, it plays to nostalgia, but, you know, this series had been around for, like, 20 years already at that point. Uh, <laughs> it works. Yeah, and then I think, it wasn't I think the we'll probably feel the same way, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, I am earnestly curious if there's any kind of ending at all planned for Dragon Ball Super. Like, because the manga is still ongoing. Or if this is just kind of becoming a forever franchise. Oh, I'm sure they would love it to become a forever franchise. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, Toriyama especially, is... Especially now that they've handed it off from Toriyama, I think it's a forever franchise. Yeah. I mean, Toriyama's still got his hand in it, but he is more giving the reins more and more to both his son and Toyotaro uh, collectively. So I know his son was credited for something on Superhero. So it's like his son is starting to kind of step into it, and Toyotaro has been a major factor in Super's development. And, like, they write it together now. Like, Toyotaro and Toriyama are, like, a team on it. Which to me is, like, Toyotaro was doing it on his own for a bit, and fumbled the bag at some times and whatnot. I think this is Toriyama being like, Toyotaro is still my number one pick to like be the new shepherd of the franchise when I'm gone, so I'm kind of stepping in to get him there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the fact that they are passing off the the reins of this franchise to another generation of creators does tell me that there is no end planned. All I'm seeing this is you don't, ha- you don't see Oda having an understudy for One Piece. No, you don't, and that's because Echiro Oda is a madman who is like, <laughs> I planned this to be 1,158 chapters exactly, and I swear to God I'm going to get there, and uh, he's I already... am going to get there. <laughs> he's already passed it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot how far in they were. I didn't realize they'd passed it by, a... they'd passed the 1,000 by 100. Oh, well, they're but not I... quite there yet, but it will be by the time it's over. It's going to go well past 1,100. No, yeah, probably. He's, he's, they right, just I mean, they just released a thousand seventy seven, so. Oh jeez. I and mean, still, has and he's still plan. got like two or three arcs before this thing's done. Yep, easy. Yeah. But it's two but or three any, arcs. 
Yeah, there's, it's I'm now hundred. Yeah, I'm now 171 chapters into the manga, and if there's anything I've learned reading as much of that as I'm like, no, Oda definitely has a plan. <laughs> it is. It might not sound like somebody who's been writing the same story for over a thousand chapters does, but when you read those first chapters, you're just like, oh, oh no, this is this is plotted out. Oh yeah, he's he's got a plan, but he does get easily sidetracked by expanding out things. He's like, oh, seven warlords, what are they like? And then many chapters later, mm. and it's like, oh, he, we got a bunch of like stronger other guys. What about them? Many many chapters later, expanding on that. It does lend itself, though, to this very full, very, like, realized world that Dragon Ball doesn't really aim for at the same time. It's mm-hmm. starting to aim for it a bit now. I think they're they're taking a bit of a lesson from One Piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I mean, you got Toyotaro, who grew up reading, obviously, Dragon Ball, <laughs> as evidenced by his fan manga that he made of Dragon Ball that more or less is the reason he is now the shepherd of the He's franchise. He's got the job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would love to do a special episode if we can hunt down an English translated copy of Dragon Ball AF, which is Toyotaro's fan manga. Because I, I have, it. I've read some of the synopses of it. There's like three art or like one or two arcs. I think there's not a ton of it. It's, you know, that, Mm-hmm. reading some of those synopses has made me realize that like oh yeah Toyotaro has definitely like cribbed some ideas from his own fan fiction to put into super wouldn't you yeah totally <laughs> like Zamasu is somewhat resonant not quite one-to-one but very resonant of a villain from Dragon Ball AF called uh like Zykor <laughs> and hmm. I don't know he also made Super Saiyan 5 so, Hell yeah, you know, baby. that's fun. Yeah, of course he did. But, uh, yeah. I think, yeah. I think, I think that's that'll do it. I've got to say. Yeah. yeah, I don't have anything else to add. So, uh, thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Right, Bye. Was a good time. Bye, everybody. It was. Bye.